guys, welcome to another week of the podcast. Back on a very rainy, rainy, rainy day, thundering day. So if you hear some of that in the background, forgive us. We can't control Mother Nature anyway, so I don't know why you'd be mad about it. But anyways, back on a rainy day in the studio, my boy, Treb Dog. What's the word? What's the word? Treb, the word on you is that you just released a book. I did. Man, on... Benefit, benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt about doubting God. Which out is, on Amazon. That's right. Which is dope. Not doubt. Doubt is not dope. But the idea that you wrote a book on <laughs> doubt is really dope. So, yeah. Trev, how you feeling about it? How's the response been so far? Man, it's been such a blessing to see uh, just the encouragement and support of people who have been along with me along the the writing process and. Uh, something that just started out really is like a podcast idea and just a thought that I was writing notes on and I was on the phone with someone. I was like, man, I've got so many no- notes. I could write a book on this. And they were like, why don't you? Oh, and God. so I just tried writing out like a table of contents to see if there was even enough content to write for the book. Yeah, yeah. And uh, here it is. Now it's a reality. So Dude, it's been really it's cool. It's sitting here. If you're watching the video, you can see it right there. Benefit of the doubt. So way to go, Trev Dog. Uh, go check it out, guys. But today we're talking about doubt, as you saw in the title. Uh, you know, what to do when you doubt God, what if I doubt God, all that stuff. And so, Trip, talk to me about doubt. What does it mean to doubt God in the first place? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it can be uh, something that gets twisted uh, in terms of the difference between doubt and blame. Uh, whereas blaming is kind of making an accusation about God's character, whereas doubt is kind of questioning a certain aspect of God's character. Mm. Uh, so for me, uh, different doubts have uh, come up in my life where I'm like, is God really good if this is happening? Like, that's a doubt. Like, you're doubting God's good, goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, could God? Does God really love me? Because I don't know if I feel loved right now. Like, that's doubting God's love for you. Or yep. like, where is God in my life? Like, I see all this stuff happening. Like, is God even here? Is he listening to me? It's doubting God's presence. Uh, but blame is saying like, God is not good. God is not loving. And God is not here. That's like mm. a accusation whereas doubt is more of a question which really fuels the whole purpose of this book is to say when those questions do come up in our life because inevitably things happen in our life that force us to ask certain questions about God's character and uh, the importance and the benefit comes in actually asking the question to God yeah not uh, just brushing it aside or acting like it's not there but bringing it to him because it gives him a chance to answer yeah that's interesting because blame obviously being an accusation you're saying accusation I think accusation is like a company acquiring but yeah accusation like blame is Ac- that, oh, man, like, eh, whatever. I thought I said accusation like accusing God right like you're bad you're this you're that right blame is that and doubt is just an honest like you know I just I got questions like I'm yeah. just trying to figure this stuff out man I'm just feeling this stuff out so have you ever been in a spot where you were truly doubted God? Like, has that ever happened in your life or not? Yeah, I've doubted characteristics of God. What do you mean? Uh, like those those different things that I just listed, like yeah. different characteristics of God's character. Like, what um, do you think causes you to do that though? Like, was it like, what, did something happen to you or was it, very was it just kind situational. of like overthinking it? Like what very happened? Very situational. Like something you see, something that you experience, whether that's a breakup, a family member passing away, whether that's things you're seeing on the news that you're just like overall in the world, like what's happening. It's very situational, but it causes you to look inward to say like, I see this stuff happening. How do I feel about that? Yeah. And like, where is God within all of this? Oh my and I think there's very different responses we can take to those doubts mm. because we can act like it's not there and then we don't ask the question and that kind of leads to blame to where since we don't ask the question, we just kind of make our own uh, 
accusation in our own <laughs> minds about God. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not going to look for the answer for this. I'm just going to assume my own answer for it. And I think mm. that's dangerous because we can falsely accuse God of something that isn't true. Um, and by actually asking the question, by by looking to his word, by, by speaking to him, by seeking the counsel of other people, uh, we can find an answer to those questions that are just burdening our hearts. Yeah. And by asking those questions and getting an answer to them, whether it's the answer we expected or not, yeah. it can grow our faith in our relationship with him to where the next time something happens that forces us to ask those questions, uh, we're no longer in a space of doubt, but we're in a space of confidence that we can approach that with boldness and yeah. use that to help other people who have the same doubts. That's a funny thing about people too, is I feel like people would rather be wrong in their conclusion than in the process or just admit that they have no idea how they feel, what they think or where they're at in regard to whatever they're working through. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's kind of creates a lot of problems and issues in people's life is they're like, well, therefore I'm going through this. So therefore God is this, or this happened to me. So therefore, as a result, my life, I'm a, I'm a victim or God must not love me or God must have taken his hand off me or this Bible verse doesn't apply to me, applies to everybody else. And people would rather be wrong in a conclusion than ever admit that they're just in process. Yeah. That they're just have no idea what the right thing is. And I thought, I think it's, do you think, like, what do you think God thinks about doubt? Like, do you think he's like, do you, I mean, doubt's not a sin, obviously. I don't think anybody would think that. But do you find, do you think God's frustrated when people doubt him? Or do you think he's cool with it? Like, how do you think the Bible scopes that out? Yeah, well, I don't, I think God doesn't deserve doubt, but he welcomes it. Like, mm. he is more than willing to answer your doubt. And I think a good glimpse of this is doubting Thomas. Right. Good old doubting Thomas. Like imagine if your name within all of history, like your legacy in the world, your impact within history is being known as doubting Nick or doubting Trevor. Right. It's like, oh man, like I'm just the guy who doubts. Like anytime Thomas is talked about, it's doubting Thomas. Uh, But we see that uh, after Jesus had resurrected and the the disciples had heard that Jesus had come back and all the stuff, like they ran to him. They're like, where's Thomas, right? And he's like, unless I see the holes in his hand, you know, the scars on his side, like I'm not, I'm not going to believe that he's back. And that's where like the doubt comes, like questioning, like, I don't really know if, if Jesus really came back. Right. Uh, And just did Jesus condemn him and say, what's wrong with you? How dare you doubt me? Go to hell. Like, no, he showed him. And I think that's the response of God to our doubts Mm. to where it's not that he deserved it. It's not that he deserves to be doubted, but he will answer our doubt and grow our faith within the process of bringing that to him. But it requires us bringing that to him. It requires us asking the question because it gives him a chance to answer. Because if we don't ask the question, we're going to make our own conclusions. And I think a lot of the time we uh, make our own conclusions about those questions because it's like an excuse to not really find the answer because we're scared of what the answer might be. Yeah. You know, like I I don't want to ask God why uh, this sort of thing is happening in my life because I know the answer is probably going to be I need to make some changes in my life that I don't really want to make. But it's by asking those questions, getting those answers that uh, our faith in him just gets so much stronger and our relationship gets so much closer. Yeah. I I think it's cool too. I, I love that because you're right. God doesn't deserve doubt, but like he welcomes it. And I think something for me too, I grew up Christian, but always like didn't grow up Christian rather, but always grew up curious. And things for me, especially when it came to my faith, always had to make sense to me. Because the most frustrating thing growing up was always people who acted like they knew 
act like they had complete confidence in Christianity, but really had no good arguments or good reason for their belief. And I feel like doubt really provides us a direction to go in. Yeah. And I think the worst thing we can do, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think the worst thing we can do with our doubts is just pretend they're not there. Yeah. Because oftentimes we do feel like that, like, oh, God, God's just going to be mad at me or people are going to judge me as a result. Like everybody else has this figured out. And the reality is, dude, no one has this all figured out. Like I've been a Christian for a decade, been a pastor for five years, and I do not have it all figured out. Do I have some things figured out? Yes. And one thing I do truly believe when it comes to searching and doubts is that there is likely an answer to your question. You just don't know the answer yet. Yeah. It's unlikely that you have the one question that's just going to topple the whole Christian faith over. It's likely that someone has formulated at least a decent idea uh, to give you clarity on what that looks like in the Christian faith. Like you know what I'm saying though. Like yeah. do you feel like people hold those in too much? 100%. That they're not honest enough with that kind of stuff. Yeah. In the first chapter, one of the first chapters, doubt versus blame. One of the reasons we kind of go to blame instead of dealing with our doubts is a fear of judgment, a fear of what are people going to think to me if I don't know the answer, if I'm acting as though I'm not sure if God is really powerful and good in this area of my life, if he's really in control because my life is in chaos. Like I feel like if I go to someone and I, I don't act like I have it all together, and know all the answers, then I'm going to look like a doubter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look like not a strong Christian. Real, realistically, the strongest Christians are the ones that are willing to bring those doubts to God, that are willing to seek the counsel of other people and to ask those questions because they're humbling themselves to not act like they have it all together, but just to be real and let God have power in their weakness. Mm. But a fear of judgment keeps us from... Uh, really experiencing the blessing of God answering those questions in our life. Oh my know? gosh, yeah. Because like, we're all in process here. No one is at the point where, well, I know everything about God and I'm good. Like, We're always going to be in process until the day that we get to eternity, right? And I think the big thing is like, doubt does not negate faith. Doubt does not negate faith. Is that the disciples continue to follow Jesus despite their doubts. Because you brought up Thomas, but he's not the only one who doubted. Peter denied Jesus, which... You know, I get it for Bible people are going to come after me. That doesn't necessarily dictate that he doubted, but it does showcase that he lacked some confidence in who Jesus was, whether he was going to come back from the grave and do everything that he said he was going to do. Yeah. All the disciples were doing that. All the disciples were scattered and ran and did all that stuff, right? But it didn't make them not disciples. It didn't exile them from their faith, right? And so I just think that's the big thing is we can go through seasons of un uncertainty and we can go through issues where... We just straight up do not know because I don't think God ever expects, ever expects us to have all the answers or to be perfect first. The doubters still doubted when Jesus gave them the Great Commission. Um, they didn't have to first get rid of their doubts and fix their faith to be productive for God, right? Like that he was giving commandments all along like, hey, you know, I'm going to go up. But before I do, just let you know, you got to go reach the world knowing that they would probably go do some stuff that was pretty messed up. So what are your thoughts on that of, yes, having doubts, yes, being honest with the doubts, yes, being real with where we are, yet still operating in regard to what God calls us to do, still doing what he tells us to do in his word, reaching people, being generous, whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's where faith comes in. It's a trust. Saying I might I might know not know the answer right now, but I'm trusting that the answer is going to 
operate under the guidelines of God is good. God mm-hmm. does love me. God is here. So knowing those three things are true, I may not know what's going to happen in my life. I might not know what's going to happen in my relationship right now with my family, with my job, with uh, my friendships, these different areas in my life that may be causing you to uh, experience those questions and those doubts. Like I might not know what's going to come out of it, but trusting in God's character is going to fuel my faith in that, Mm. you know, because, you know, I don't think it's a sin to have the question, to experience the question and the doubt. I think where it can become problematic is how you deal with it. Mm. You know, do you let that doubt, you know, turn into blame? Do you let that doubt steer you away from God? Or do you seek Christ in those moments? Do you approach the throne of God saying, Lord, I don't know what to do right now. Like my life is in shambles and I'm questioning and I'm doubting and I don't know what to do, but like I'm bringing this to you because I know no matter what my life looks like right now that I can trust you. Mm. So, you know, come in power in this moment in my life and show me who you are and what you're trying to make of this. Yeah. And so that sounds really great. And I think that's good advice. But what if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm thinking, dude, I just need some basic idea of I got I'm full of doubt I don't know what to do what is my next step what should I wake up and do tomorrow like what are some tangible things that someone can do who is doubting implement in their life like today yeah so the latter half of the book is actually onto that topic what are some practical things I can do whenever I experience doubt so the first one is the benefit of scripture you know going to God's word the only true source of truth and life in this world is God's word so whenever you're having certain questions in your life going to God's word as a source of truth is going to kind of eliminate certain lies that the enemy might be wanting you to experience and to think in your head um, so going to God's word spending time in God's word in a way that he can speak to you like obviously it was written to a specific people in a specific time period in history but God uses that to to guide uh, your certain moments in your life to show you what you are to do and what you are to think and believe. And so spending time in God's word as an answer to how you're supposed to respond to those situations in your life is crucial. That's so true because trust must be built to avoid doubt, but it's hard to trust a stranger. Yeah. Like why, why would you ever put your livelihood and well-being in the hands of a God that you do not know? Mm-hmm. And people have these doubts and they wonder why they're operating so much uncertainty. They operate in so much uncertainty because they are uncertain of who the God is of the universe. Yeah. Like if they knew John 3.16, if they knew all these verses that talk about God's love, God's got a plan for you, God's working everything for your good, God's got this for you, God loves you more than anybody ever will, God knows these things about you, those people think those things about you. If people understood the landscape of what scripture has for their life and who the God that they serve is, truly, they would have a hard time doubting him. Would you agree? Yeah. Because it's, I mean, I'm telling you, man. It's a tool. Reading the word, it's so cliche. It's so funny. Like people, like just getting your word, getting, getting the Bible. It's like, okay, buddy. But that solves so many problems in your life. Not all of them, <laughs> but it solves so many problems in your life. If you just cultivate like a consistent time with God in which what well, it could be morning, it could be afternoon, it could be, you know, lunchtime, whatever, but developing a system in your life, whether it's listening to the word, reading the word, but developing that consistent system in which you're always devouring the truth and getting to know God better 
will set you up for so much success. hundred percent. And it, like you said, it just helps you to, to know God and to be able to trust him. Like you have to believe that his word is true because the reality is you're never going to trust someone if you never trust them with anything. Mm. Like you have to trust people with something in order to trust them, to grow that faith and that relationship and that reliability. Like I can know theologically that I can trust God, uh, but experientially it it takes us trusting God with areas of our life and uh, certain moments and trials and heartaches that we're going through. It takes us actually having the faith to trust God in that, uh, to see experientially that he is trustworthy. Mm. And part of that comes from just knowing God and his word, but also prayer, like spending time talking to God, bringing that to him. Like that's the method in which we bring our doubts to God is through prayer, Mm. is by being honest with God, like not hiding the hard parts, you know, the, the things that uh, we're really struggling to deal with, like obviously not putting our God to the test, but but being honest with God about the, the areas of our life that we don't feel like we've given over to him yet, using prayer as an area to surrender that to him mm-hmm. and to ask him to invade that part of our life and to really answer it for us, you know, because oh, does God answer prayers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Prayer is the difference between what you can do and what God can do, man. Amen. Absolutely. But it's, you know, that's always helpful too. And the scary part and the reality is, yes, doubt can determine your direction to a better walk with God. Yes, because it can mature your faith. It can firm up any uncertainty you may have. It can, and it can really lead you to a place of spiritual maturity, but it can also direct you towards away from faith. You see so many people I listen to, you know, a lot of secular podcasts and a lot of speakers and stuff like that who, you know, ex-evangelicals, what they call themselves, people who were Christian and no longer Christian. And the primary thing is I started thinking about some things and things didn't line up and therefore I'm no longer a Christian. The reason they're not a Christian is not because God is not real. The reason, and it's not because there's not compelling evidence. The reason is because they didn't turn to the right places. Yeah. They didn't turn to the word. They didn't turn to prayer. They didn't turn to other people, accountability. They didn't turn to any other healthy healthy mechanism to help them manage their doubt. They turned to, they turned inwardly, internally. They got in their own head. Well, if this doesn't make sense to me, then it can't make sense. Yeah. And that's a pretty, I'm going to use the term here, selfish mindset of, well, if it doesn't make sense to me, therefore, it can't make sense because I'm the smartest person on the planet and I at as a young 20s have somehow figured out the chink in the armor of christianity and it's so one that's not true and to do that with any big system is unlikely in and of your own self and that's the issue here is that doubt can determine your direction either bad or good and so guys we love y'all and we appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode this one being about doubt and we just pray for you guys uh go check out the book uh trevor worked really hard on it and it's really great and so Love you guys. Peace out. And we will see y'all again next week on the pod. Peace. I hope this episode helped you out and provided you tons of clarity and encouragement. If so, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media. It helps more than you know. Until next time.